This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Penny, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Yo, saw you were at the game this weekend, hanging out with, uh, with big old Russell Maryland, taking in that Canes action on uh, on Saturday. Did you like what you saw getting back in the win column? I do. I, I like what I saw. It's, it's always good to get back in the win column. Uh, especially after dropping four in a row. So, you know, it was a pretty good game. We got back to what we do best. That's running the football. But we're going on. Is there any part of you that is down on Mark Richter? Are you okay with, hey, th- this is the process. You got to give this some time. It's not an overnight fix. I tell you what, I'm, the reason I'm not down on Mark Rick, uh, because I, I came in with a, with a coach that uh, in Jimmy Johnson, we, we, we lost five games that year, you know, people are like, oh, same old crap, you know. And so he, the process has to, you know, you know, work itself out. He's not playing with his guys right now. And uh, his particular guys are, are those freshman linebackers. That's why it gives me hope. We haven't had three linebackers that play that way since Jesse Armstead and Michael Barrow played together. And so, I mean, it, it gives me hope, you know, defensively that we're going to be more aggressive I mean, Romberg, you, you, I think that's probably Romberg. That's probably your the thing no, that, that you're exactly what happiest about this year is that, the defense, right? Well, especially coming off of what we saw last year. It's just it's never I've never seen a 180 on a football program like I saw because if you were to ask me six months ago what would be my main concern about the Miami Hurricanes, it would have been about the defense. It had nothing to do with offensive line. And the shortcoming right now has kind of been the offensive line. And, and, and you know, it's dictated the way that we've been running the football and the way that we've been passing the football. But the whole linebacker situation has blown my mind, especially with the fact that we've kicked three guys out, which were our best defenders the year prior, uh, one of them being a really good linebacker. So the fact that you got three freshman, freshman, true freshman guys coming yeah. in there and stepping up and doing what they did, like that's Dan Morgan, Nate Webster kind of stuff. That's Jesse Armstead. That's 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 Derek Williams back in the day. Uh, that, that's, that's some like real Miami Hurricanes linebacker you stuff. Does that make you upset, Benny, when you see the 180, like Brett says, that the defense has done this year with a lot of the same players? So it makes you think, like, man, what what the hell were they doing defensively the last couple of years? <laughs> well, you know, a defense plays according to the to the coach, and uh, we didn't have a very good uh, defensive coordinator the last few years. I, I don't call names, but he wasn't very good, and so they they took their cue from him. I mean, he was soft, passive defense. Now everything is. React to if there's only one football on, on, on the field. Go to the football and make plays. If the, if the young kids are making mistakes, make it 100% running to the football. And that's what I love about it. He, he doesn't take away their aggressiveness in getting to the football. Benny, what's the story with Al Jr.? I noticed that you had Al Jr. hanging out with you this weekend as well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Brett. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, make any... I know you're not trying to persuade him. You're letting the young man make his own decisions, but Let's golly. Go. Announce it. Let's go. Anytime he tells me, 
Uncle Benny, I'm going to be better than you at, at Miami. I say, I tell you what, every time you look up in the rafters, when you come, you sure better make that, that statement true. Yeah, I tell you what, he, had, he has high expectations for himself. And the thing is, you know, me and my brother, we don't put any pressure on him. He's putting that pressure on himself. He sees that, you know, when his dad committed to the University of Miami, his dad was a diehard Miami guy. And Miami was on probation at the time. And his dad said, hey, I don't care. I'm still going to Miami, and we're going to make Miami great again. And so playing with those guys like Mike Rump and Ed Reed and my brother, I tell you what, they, they, they made a, a team that was on probation. They made those guys believe in themselves. And that's what I think uh, Al's, Al's trying to do. He wants to go down there. He wants to make a secondary. Believe that they can play this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I say this all the time as well, but I'm going to repeat it because it deserves repeating. Al Blades, the one, Junior's father, the one that I played with at the University of Miami, I would give probably the majority of the responsibility of the way that we conducted ourselves, the way that we talk smack, and obviously this is this is kudos to to you and your brother. I always hear that that he was the toughest. I mean, just the Al, Al was the most vocal, the most physical. Uh, he 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 basically epitomized what it was to be a Miami Hurricane, and that's obviously growing up in the house with his two older brothers. Um, but 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 our attitude, our our songs that we sang. Uh, listening to the lineage and the history about what the University of Miami should be and always will be Blades family came from the royalty. Blades family. So I don't know if you if you could think of or if you've heard of any other family tree that has come through a university that has given more or produced better than what the Blades family has done in college football. That's some, good, that's some good sucking up right there, Benny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some great stuff, and i tell you what, and that's why we don't put the pressure on my nephew, but I tell you what, the, the ghost of his dad lives in him. Brett, if you ever sit down and you talk to him, he's a spitting image really? of his father. That's awesome. When I tell you a spitting image, I mean, when you take a, a kid who, who his, his dad died when he was four years old, and to see the mannerisms in this young man, he talks crap just like his dad. <laughs> okay? And so me and, my, me and Brian, we love it. You know, he's, he's going to, you know, make Miami great again. That's awesome, we got the uh, We got the legendary Benny Blades joining us here. Uh, Benny, you know, I asked this. We had DJ Williams. He, he's in with us every uh, every Tuesday in the 7 o'clock hour. Asked DJ about it. We asked Brett about it. You know, today, obviously, Election Day, huge deal. When, when you were in the NFL locker room, okay, you were with the Lions uh, for, for almost your entire career. You're in the NFL locker room. On Election Day, would guys in your locker room, did they talk about, like, who they're voting for? Would they talk about that kind of stuff? You know what? We, we didn't in Detroit because politics was off limits because everybody had their own different views about how they felt about it. And so we didn't, we didn't really talk about, you know, politics that, that much. Not at all. So was that, some, that was something that was, was known? It's like, yo, we, we don't bring politics yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. No. What else, what else was <laughs> off limits in the locker room? What else was off limits? <laughs> Hey, we're on a family show here, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, tell me here, Benny, going forward, give us, give us something that the Hurricane fan, okay, because obviously ACC title, division championship, that's out of the question, okay? Uh, give, give us something for the Hurricane fan that they should be looking for these last three games, something that they could still uh, be interested and be excited about. Well, I tell you what, the, the thing what you have to look for now, I mean, we're 4-4, we're four and four, and... That's, that's not great, but the thing is, you want to see how this young 
Hurricane team is going to finish. Okay, we got we got three games left, and you want to see how they're going to compete, and it's going to give you hope going into next year, because right now, like Brett said and yourself, we're playing a bunch of young, true freshmen, and we want to see how these young kids are going to finish the season, because that's going to catapult them in to the to the next season. But I tell you what, when we lost those five games, coming back that next year, when when you're a born winner. You're going to come in and you're going to work harder that spring and that summer because you don't like the taste of losing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure if these guys take the energy from these uh, three linebackers, they'll see. I mean, losing is not that fun. You know, everybody wants to be known as a winner. What was Jimmy like uh, after that season with, uh, with uh, the five losses? What was he like? I tell you, <laughs> look, see, people just knew Jimmy from what, what was um, – in, in the archives, you know, that was on tape. But if, if you knew Jimmy, Jimmy pulled me into his office. He says, look, son, if you ever play like this again, you won't dawn the football field. And I knew, I mean, I, I was considered a winner. I was like, I tell you what, you know, that secondary, I came out my sophomore year, and I commanded that those guys play better. And so that, that's what it takes. It's going to take leaders, young guys, I mean, I was coming in as a as a true freshman, and I played a whole lot. And so my sophomore year, you you got to, you know, make yourself a leader and a vocal leader at that. You can't just say, okay, I'm just going to play, and that's it. You know, Brett constantly talks about that, Benny, where that's the main thing that's been missing from the University of Miami is those kids – uh, who who are holding themselves accountable and and don't want to be a part of a Miami Hurricane team that's a loser, right? You know that, that that's, that's what it all boils down to. You got to have kids in that locker room that's going to hold the other kid accountable and it's going to tell him, "Look, your your play is you know really bad right now. You know either you step up or get off the field." And that's what I think. If you look at back from the 80s all the way up to the 2001 team, they had guys that held other people accountable. Right now, I mean, you just don't see it. I mean, I, I sit there and watch the game. I guess me and Brett, we watch it a little bit differently. You watch those freshman linebackers. They'll go and talk to those defense linemen. Hey, look, you got to get them up off of me. And they allow those guys to roam and make plays. And that's what it's going to take for our defense to get back. I mean, we're aggressive right now, but I, I want to get back to where we can hold teams to 10 and 13 points and let our offense give them, give them more opportunities with the ball. I just find today, Benny, that like kids that I, – I, to try to correlate this, I would say humble beginnings mean everything to me. And, and I think growing up uh, as, as a kid in Canada who didn't have a lot of money, who had to scratch and claw for just about everything I've earned and I've gotten – uh, I, I think nowadays the kids and the youth with all of these accolades and, and awards and social media perfume that they keep getting put on each other, I felt like that is the, the recruit or the player that we're not really all about and we're not interested in. And I know that's what Miami was kind of steering itself towards a few years back was trying to get that five-star or, or the highly decorated, touted kid that really doesn't want to earn anything. But the kid that had to grow up fighting his older brothers, had to earn everything he's gotten, had to start from humble beginnings and see the fruits of those hard label, hard labors, I think that's the guy, that's the player that the University of Miami needs to go ahead and get in the, into the building. 
I tell you what, you you just hit the nail on the head because the thing is, what Howard Sullenberger started, and Jimmy Johnson and the coaches after them, they got those inner city kids from the projects that really, really, really want to get up out of their situations. And so the thing is, I mean, we we got that label as being thug you. It wasn't that. We just had kids that wanted to get up out of their situations. And so what happens, Brett, like you just said, when you have nothing to go back home to and you have to scratch and claw for everything that you get, hey, look, bro, (laughs) you know, I don't want to go back to eating bologna sandwiches when I can eat filet mignon. Exactly. So you know what I mean? If I have to punch you in the mouth on the way, and I got to do what I got to do. It, it actually it makes you hold the guy next to you more accountable because if you have gone through the fire and you've gone through the tortures and you've come out smelling like a rose because you've gone through the battles and you got this guy standing next to you that's been highly decorated that doesn't feel like he needs to work as hard in order to achieve what you want to achieve collectively as a team, there ain't no room for you here. And I think that's the way the mentality that it was at the end of the 90s when, when, when Al was there that, that basically transformed us into the 2002 team and at the beginning of the 90s as well with the other groups of players. I, I think it's a definite, definite recipe for success when you're dealing with the University of Miami in the way that we need to keep moving forward. Yeah, and I think that's what you know, Mark is trying to do right now. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and say he's trying to weed out the, you know, the Al Golden kids. But the thing is, don't, don't, you know, when, when we're, we're recruiting kids who are five-star kids, let's say from New Mexico, those aren't the same three-star kids here in the inner city of Miami. Yep. You know, yep. those, those kids in the inner city of Miami, they're hungry. You know, so that's why people put all that emphasis on, well, he's a five-star recruit. Listen, give me a three-star from the inner city who wants it bad enough. Yeah, wasn't that the case with Santana? Wasn't Santana like a two-star kid or something? I, I and think, obviously track scholarship. Yeah, I, th- I think, as Benny made another great point, is is just like the people of South Florida are much different than every like outside of Dade County, I'm talking, just like the people of South Florida are so much different than the rest of the country, so are the athletes. I think the athletes that are in South Florida are so much more different than the rest of the country. And I'm with you, Benny, man. Draw that line across I-4 once again. Don't let anything out. Yeah, you got to. Just don't let them out. You know, keep all these local kids home. And I guarantee you, boy, that program will shoot to the top. Because when you look at the Ohio State rosters, you look at the Louisville rosters. You look at the Alabama rosters. All the ballers are the kids from South all, Florida. All of them. All of them. Look, and, and it translates into the National Football League. I tell people, yeah, even though Miami's had down years, when you look at all the NFL teams that are really balling, those kids are from Miami. Hey, Jimmy Graham last night, man. <laughs> Two touchdowns. Jimmy Graham's back last night. You saw That's that? Right. One-hander, yeah. Yeah. Benny, uh, we always love talking to you, man. Great job, and uh, don't be a stranger. You stop by again soon before the end of the season. I will. Thanks, Benny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.